In this episode of Man vs. Marriage, priorities, boundaries, hard discussions between husbands and wives, and figuring out how to communicate through that. We're going to give you some pointers on that right after this. To another episode of Man vs. Marriage. It is I, Quincy Moran, in the Moran Family Studio with my lovely wife and my favorite person of all time, Mrs. Jeannie Moran. And we are here to have an open discussion about some tri- tricky topics that we're not 100% certain we can articulate, so we have to talk through it. Is that fair? Yep. Okay. Anything you want to say to the to the audience, honey? Mm, no. I want to give a shout out really quick to Canada, America. Actually, I'm gonna, let me reverse that. I want to give a shout out to America, Canada, Mexico, Asia, Poland, the United United Kingdom. Scotland, Ireland, Australia, Nigeria, South Africa, India, even people listening in Russia. I was going to say, so you're basically just giving a shout out to all the listeners. Yeah. To the various countries. I want to, I should have had it prepared because I want to call your countries out and say thank you for listening. I want you to know that when you download these shows, we see you. And even though I don't know you, I am rooting for you, praying for you, and excited for you that you're going to be able to take this information and make yourself and your relationships better. So there's a lot of countries I haven't mentioned that I need to. Spain, France, Germany. I see you. New Zealand. I see you. Hawaii. It's not another country. It's America, but... Uh, yeah, you're getting off the rails there, but I am. But it's really cool to know that people that we can affect people's lives in a positive way. So, thanks for listening. Go check uh, go check out any uh, episode out of the 200 plus episodes we have. If you're struggling with something in particular, if you don't see an episode that is like topic based for the current situation you're in, email Quincy Q U I N C Y at mvsmpodcast.com. Or you can email Jeannie, J-E-A-N-N-E, at mvsmpodcast.com. Your emails will go to us, and we will help you the best we can, keep you anonymous. With that being said, let's get into this topic. This is this show is uh, really going to be orchestrated by Jeannie, because it's something that, uh, that she's identified and wants to kind of help you guys with. So let's get into it. Well, we've had some emails and some phone calls come in that um, the situations are similar. And um, it just, I don't know, it just kind of stuck out to me because it's something that we've dealt with before. On occasion, we we deal with it here and there. You know, sometimes you kind of, life gets busy and things shift. But we're in a place now where we kind of recognize it a little bit more. 
So we have two different Jack and Jills. Bear with me. I'm going to try and keep them separate <laughs> as best I can. But, you know, um, so we, we have a couple of families that have come up and we know people are struggling with, you know, possible separation. They're dealing with how do we fix this? They're dealing with how do I recognize what's wrong? Um, it, by no means are we any expert in anybody else's life but our own. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to kind of go with what you've given us. I don't have both sides of both stories. I have what information I was given. And with that, I just kind of recognized people have lost, lost their priorities. Now, maybe in the moment you personally don't realize or you don't feel like you've lost track of your priorities, but your spouse may not feel like your priority anymore. And here's here's what I talk about priorities and just in the business world, you know, we talk about we talk about things and it's like safety is the number one priority. And it's like, no, safety is not your number one priority. Because priorities can change. Safety is like a core value. So really, and I know this is word semantics. But how do you get to how do you get to the point where it's like okay this is the foundation of our relationship, and then understand where the priorities are, and address them for what's needed. This is what a this is what the dictionary says about priorities: precedence, especially establishing established by order of importance or urgency. So, what that what's that that's meaning to us is that my love for you should never be. A priority because my love for you needs to be foundational that's not changing it could be growing but it doesn't it never it never it should never change places it should have a solid place in our relationship mm-hmm. if you understand what I'm saying now there are times in life where you need to get your crap together or get your priorities straight um, so while I understand what you mean, um, I want us to be able to distinguish both because a priority is the immediate need that's the most important in the moment, and those things can change from time to time because if you have dropped a refrigerator on your foot and I want to help you emotionally, I have the wrong priority. <laughs> Agreed. I, the, the priority is... I need Unless to, you're trying to calm me down first so that you can get the refrigerator off my foot, then that might be. No, no, <laughs> because the more time I spend trying to calm you down, the longer the refrigerator well, sits on your foot. I was just thinking of the neighbors and my very colorful way of expressing myself with, yeah. Yeah, so that's like I'm a... I'm joking, relax. That's a layman's definition there, but I think it's something that we need to talk about in our relationship and what we're establishing. It's like the love languages. They are, it's how you're most, like how you're kind of originally wired. Mm-hmm. But you may you may be in a situation like if no, your number one is words of affirmation, you might be in a situation where the words don't matter because there's a different need or priority that takes precedence. So... With that being said, if we can look at it through that framework, there are certain things that need to be foundational that do not change. They're concrete, 
And then there are things that are priorities that change depending on what the need in the moment is. And you can make certain things a priority, but you want to make sure, like when it comes to my re- our relationship, it's concrete that you're my number one. It's concrete that um, we have put into place particular buzzwords that help. That's, that is now based on a situation. This is now how we operate moving forward. Um, but like I say, if you go back to the refrigerator on the foot discussion, the priorities can get mixed up, but you need to know how to address what it is in the moment. One thing that's not going to change is the fact that you get X, Y, and Z of me, period. Like, let's just talk about our sexual life. No one else is going to get that part of me, mm-hmm. if, if you understand what I'm saying. The in, that side of my intimacy is reserved for you and you alone. That's foundational. So, now there are times where that need needs to be made a priority, but foundationally... It belongs between you and me and, and nobody mm-hmm. else, if that makes sense. Priorities can change foundational values or core values or foundations of your relationship generally don't change unless something is not healthy yeah. for your relationship. Okay? So go ahead. Okay. So we have, like I said, two different Jack and Jill situations. One... Um, Jill's family needed some help. They needed a place to stay. They had some situations going on. So, of course, she brought them into their home. And most people would do this, so it didn't seem odd to me when that conversation came up in the email. It was like, you know, they needed help. We were going to help them. This is what needed to happen. But over the course of the family being there, Jack noticed that Jill was being manipulated or was being taken advantage of in certain situations, or was being made to feel guilty about things. And it was starting to cause a rift between him and her because he's seeing the behavior and he's calling it out. And it's causing contention between husband and wife because you're now attacking someone that she doesn't necessarily see the issue with. And it just, it caused an argument between the two. So going back through and looking at the email and thinking about some of the things that were said, I realized something. Now, Jack's priority in the moment was his wife. He sees that all family, friend, doesn't matter who it is. If if he sees someone is manipulating his spouse, is making her feel like crap, she is going through an emotional roller coaster because she doesn't want to hurt anybody's feelings. She doesn't want to upset her family. She doesn't want to upset her husband. There, There's no happy balance here. So she's being tugged in two different directions. And he's trying to help that. Now, granted, the way he described how he went about it is probably what escalated the contention because he just nailed these people verbally and then went back and told her this is what needs to happen rather than pulling aside and having a hard talk. It's hard in the moment. I get that. Um, Especially when it deals with family because you don't want to hurt anybody, but at the same time, if something needs to be called out, it needs to be called out. But there's a way to do it respectfully 
And then there's usually my response is to fly off the handle and, and go for the jugular, which I, Jack and I were on the same page on this one. I would have done the same thing. Mm-hmm. Not that it was right, but I know myself that would have been my first response is to protect what's mine, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So I, although I understand where he was coming from, I also understand her side of this. She saw it as an attack. She saw it as you're you're putting down my family. She sees it as you don't like them. You don't want them here. And it put her in a state of being stuck between a rock and a hard place because there's no making either side happy. But if you look a little bit deeper, then her priority wasn't her husband. If them being there and how they're behaving is making him uncomfortable in his home, you need to look at a few things Mm -hmm. because this is your sanctuary. Our home is our sanctuary where you and I live. People don't get to come in here and tell us or dictate how things go. Mm -hmm. People don't get to come in and act like an asshole. If they are, we send them out. Mm -hmm. You don't get to come in and make my children feel uncomfortable, but that doesn't work here. Our priority is us and our children. That should always be the priority. Jack was doing what he thought was right. Granted, blowing up was the wrong way to do it. There should have been a conversation behind closed doors, not yelling and screaming and not necessarily degrading everybody else because you're pissed off. There ha- there has to be an adult level of conversation here. At some point, we all have to grow up and say, okay, you can't just call somebody an asshole. You actually have to have a conversation and work things out. Yeah. So... If he had brought it to her differently, I think to say that this is causing you a lot of emotional and physical stress that is not healthy. I see some things happening that that I don't feel are beneficial for you or me as our marriage going forward or our children, whatever the situation may be. I think we need to have a discussion about this and determine what's acceptable and what isn't. At that point, boundaries could have been drawn and some of these things could have been, I think, avoided. Some of the arguments and the contention that happened between the family and Jack could have been avoided had the conversation taken place between him and his wife a certain way. Now, on the flip side of this, being a female who tends to get irrational very easily, very quickly, and very emotional... It may not work that way the first time around. So you guys, there may have to be a median in this conversation. There may have to be a Rita in this, so to speak, because we've had those things happen in our past where family has come in and maybe they're having an issue, but it Mm -hmm. affects me or it affects you, which ultimately affects the household as a whole. And we've had to have a conversation and say, okay, if this goes beyond this ramification or this this conversation or this behavior goes to this point, that's it. That's the hard line. We're going to have to ask people to leave. Yeah. You know, and I know it's a hard thing to do because it is family, but it has to be done. Outside of your core, your marriage and your children, outside that core it doesn't matter who it is. Your core is first. Yeah. Everybody else has to be second. And some of the things that are hard that make these discussions difficult is because, or not is because, but it is 
the amount of baggage you bring along to the conversation. Agreed. Because those, the baggage can be filled with like resentment that hasn't, that's like unresolved resentment, if you will. So this, there may be things that somebody, you know, in your family has done 10 years ago that you have not resolved. And so anytime they're going to be interacting with you, you can only see them through a particular lens um, for whatever reason. And if you, if you look at, say, your, your spouse and your spouse has had to like take care of these particular people over and over, like outside of their own responsibility. It's like, you are all adults. Why are you still depending on this particular person? Consistently taking advantage of them. And now you're living with us and you're still taking advantage. You can take that emotion and project it onto your spouse when it really belongs on the people that are doing it. Well, and you have to, here's where the awareness comes in though too, because the people that, that come into your home, okay, so let's, let's use our past as an example. We had a friend that we were very close to for many, many years, somebody that, that we both loved and admired for a long period of time, but his behaviors changed Mm -hmm. over the course of time. In the beginning, he would, I mean, we all had open conversations. We all talked about pretty much anything. But when my behavior changed, the person went to you rather than to me and said, you need to talk to your wife about this. I have this issue with her. Okay. But now when you put you and me in a room together, he never spoke of those issues. Nothing was ever brought up. It was never discussed. He never pointed anything out to me. He went to you. In the same situation, when you have people living in your house, if if the family believes they could go to Jill and say, look, you're Jack saying X, Y, and Z, and it's really pissing me off and I don't feel comfortable. And she takes that back to Jack. You have to be aware because these people can manipulate that situation and create a wedge in your marriage because they know they can. Yeah. And now they're going to piss off Jack and get these two in an argument because she sided with family rather than asking Jack about the situation or discussing it further. In our situation, you came to me and said, hey, so-and-so is saying that there's a problem here. I just want to know where you're at in this. Like, what happened? Because you had no clue what was taking place. Well, yeah, I also confronted it in the moment and said, have you spoken to her about this? And it's like, no. It's like, you two had a friendship before we ever did. What's changed? Why aren't you talking to her about it so I think you know when when you are considering like having family move in or this particular situation especially if you're if it's your spouse and in that family has had a history of taking advantage of of your spouse there's got to be this is a dirty word right now in society for some reason but there's got to be a hierarchy set not necessarily like somebody's got to be in charge but there has to be like a hierarchy to say, okay, here's the boundaries that if if this boundary gets crossed, we're going to go to level two. And level two is what we're going to decide right now. And so when it does happen, because it's going to happen, you already have a plan so that you don't react in the moment when you're emotional about it. 
You can step out. You can check in. You can say, hey, this is what I observed. Are you good? Because um, I'm frustrated about it. And like you've already pre-discussed how these things are going to happen. The tough part is when husband and wife have the baggage like I was talking about, now the only thing they can see their their spouse through are the lenses of all this frustration. So everything is a part of that discussion. Yeah, I that's true. But you're right because if if the boundaries were preset, then when the family came to Jill and said, "Hey, we're feeling X, Y, and Z because Jack blah blah blah." Okay, cool. You know what? Hold that thought one second. Mm -hmm. Let's call Jack into the room and let's have a conversation. They don't have the ability to pin you against each other. I mean, think about it. If you have kids, you've been through this. Mom said no, or mom said she'll say yes if you say yes. And then they come back to mom and say, well, dad said he'll say yes if you say yes. They're playing you, <laughs> you know, or they'll come in and they'll say, well, dad said no, but mom said yes. And then they'll pin us against each other for an argument that doesn't even need to be taking place. So it's, it's just kind of something we all learn, unfortunately. But the way that these two responded, for me personally, looking from Jack looking at Jill, your priority is always your spouse. No matter who's in, in the house, no matter who's in the situation, your priority is always your spouse. If someone comes into our home and it's making you uncomfortable, it needs to be addressed mm -hmm. because if this is too uncomfortable for you to bear, you can come and visit for X amount of time, but I'm sorry you can't stay. There, there has to be that willingness to bend. Even if it, it, it doesn't matter who it is, even if it makes me mad or it upsets me because I want this time, I can have that time with the person. You know what? Then they'll come visit with the family for this long. And then do you mind if we, I go out with them to go do this? So you still get your time. It's different when they live with you. Mm -hmm. But there still has to be that, no, I'm sorry, but these are our rules. This makes my spouse uncomfortable. This is a no-go. And if there's a contention, okay, well, these are the rules that we have in place for our home. You can choose to follow them and stay here, or if this is too difficult for you, we'd be glad to help you find somewhere else to stay. Yeah, and that's why I say our, our hierarchy is our house rules, and exactly. we've established those together. And there's house rules that don't change. I mean, there might be some flexibility in some areas, but like yesterday as an example, when we um, had some family over and there was an individual that was questioning another individual very hard. And at one point, the individual being questioned said, that's enough. And I looked over and I said, if she said it's enough, it's enough. And that's it. The point was made very clear. Mm -hmm. So there is there is an established house rules at the Moran house. What you do at your place is different. So when we, we've brought people into our house to try to raise them like our own children, and I had to make very clear, here are the house rules. This is where it's at. If A, B, or C happens, then here's where how we're going to deal with and it. And these are the consequences. And you, you have to map that out. Um, and, and you may think 
man, that's like overboard. If you have family coming to stay with you, what's the big deal? They're family. No, you need to you need to ensure that a number one is your marriage. A number two is your family structure, meaning your offspring, and then the needs of whomever else must come after that because you're bringing someone else into your home when, like Jeannie's saying, you need to know what your priorities are. But for me, I'm going a little deeper and saying this is foundational to our family and our house rules. And if you can operate within these boundaries, we're good. Now, that's not to say that we're selfish and that we're not flexible because we do that, but we talk about those things being temporary or for now or this is how we're going to address them and we we have things now that we have to address here because we have kids that have become adults and they're working and they're changing and so we have to address those things here and say this is based on house rules so with that being said when when you see your spouse being taken advantage of and look and Jeannie and I had an off-mic discussion that was really hard for her to bring up. And I respect her for bringing it up because it was not an easy discussion. And we didn't see eye-to-eye. Eye. We may still not see eye-to-eye eye fully on it, but at least I know where she's coming. And now I know here's where the boundaries are drawn, which we pre-established before. So with that being said, when you see your spouse being taken advantage of, if you react in the moment, it's going to cause further chaos because you're emotionally invested in protecting your spouse. And your spouse can see it as an attack on them when truly, you know, the attack, which is not a good word to use, is against the people that are causing whatever is going on, whether they're causing the shame or the, the, the discontentment or you know, causing the issues in your home. That's very, very plausible. And what I say, like, it's one of the things I say, hey, your observation is absolutely correct, but your method and your execution, you missed it. It's wrong. Yeah, I think the reason I'm saying priority is because I don't think that Jill realized what her husband was trying to do. I agree. Um, I don't think that he intended to hurt her or her family. He was just at the point of enough is enough. I'm and, tired of you being taken advantage and, of. Well, and he's watching her hurt. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, in, in, I can only speak from our experience. I can't speak for somebody else. But if something hurts me, two things happen. Quincy goes into protection mode and then he gets uh, it gets angry because something is hurting me and there's a need to fix it. Yeah, the dog in me comes out. Exactly. So, you know, going back to having to remove Sai from the house, that is a level of hurt I haven't experienced ever before. And the shift between who he saw you being and who you became was a switch mm -hmm. just because it, it broke me. It really did. And we had so much else going on in the moment. I was already cracking. Mm -hmm. So that for me, because I, I need to feel like I'm a pri priority. I need to feel like I'm safe. In that moment, I was able to just take a step back and let you handle a situation and recognize you're doing this for me. Mm -hmm. 
I think if if Jill and Jack had the same understanding of where they are for each other and who they are to each other, she was so caught up in not upsetting her family and not hurting these people that she lost sight of her number one. He's not doing this to hurt you. He was trying to protect you. He saw something you didn't see, but because you're in the middle of it, he's standing outside the frame. She's sitting in the middle of the picture. He's trying to help her. And I think she lost her priority because she was so busy trying to put the pieces back together inside the frame that she wasn't willing to step out with him for a minute and really look at it well, and see the situation. It, that's true. The hard, the hard parts come in when... You don't trust your spouse. The hard parts come in where you have resentment against your spouse. So even when they're trying to pay you a compliment or they're trying to do something that is protectionary, if that's even a freaking word, um, for you, you can really only see it out of one lens, which is like, hey, love, I don't like this, and this is what's happening. Well, it's like, oh. So this is my fault, no matter if it if yeah. that is the way it's communicated or not, because all the baggage that comes along, um, you can only really hear it through this particular filter or see it through this particular lens. And it's like, you're attacking me because you think I'm doing something wrong. You're attacking me. So like you, you now become part of the enemy, so to speak, of, who, of, of you know, what is really the problem? And I know you have another example here that you want to talk about as well, but I think it's very, it's important for you. Like if you're going to have somebody come and stay with you, if you have an ongoing situation for y'all to take a step out of the situation and say, okay, we need to establish some healthy boundaries here so that we're not turning on each other. Just like when we were moving to Texas, it's like, okay, listen, uh, family, <laughs> Tension is going to get high. That's why I had to continually do that and bring us together. Our check-ins were like every other day for a little while. They had to be because we are home team and we are in this together for the long haul. We can allow our frustrations to point to the wrong people and take it out on the wrong people because, you know, really we are all we have moving forward in this. So... You know, it's like a wounded cat situation. You may be trying to help. All they know is they're wounded, so they have to attack whatever's coming in because they're in that frame of mind. Anything that is approaching me is attacking me, whether it's a helping hand or not. So those those things are important in establishing your house rules. Like a goofy house rule for us is, you know, mom gets the first hug and the first kiss when I get home. That's that. Now, we make a game out of it. And the girls attack me. Um, <laughs> but legitimately, I reserve the first um, because my wife is the most special person to me in the world. And I address her as such. And I say, you deserve this. And it's a thing we work out. We've worked out between us. But it is making your spouse and their needs a priority so you know how to operate moving forward. If something comes up and it's in the moment, I've, I told a guy this recently, don't make decisions when you are emotional and in the moment because there are some things you can't take back. You don't want to make these decisions 
in such a deep emotional state, especially when it's when you're really upset. So those can be dangerous. Well, know? and you have you have to be cautious. Like in this particular situation, I think it was a like an unexpected. Oh crap! The family needs to move in, and they have nowhere else to go. So this is what we're going to do. Those things happen, but when those things happen, get them into the house and then take your time to say, okay, we need to step out, go to dinner, go somewhere away from the house, sit down and say, okay, this is what we're looking at. We need a game plan because you're, I'm guilty of this. My first priority always when something chaotic happens or somebody needs something and you know, we're bringing them in or we're going to help. It's like, okay, I need to see what they need. But that's not always the right response because then I am emptying myself out without checking to see, am I actually ready to deal with this situation? Right. And I have to have enough trust in you so that when you use the buzzword, it's like, oh, okay, wait, hold on, time out, stop. If you don't have that established, please find a third party to help you figure it out. Please find somebody to help you sit down and mediate. What are our boundaries? A what, neutral. Uh, yeah, third neutral. Party. Uh, find find your Rita, whoever your Rita is, find her because that was one of the hardest things for us to do in the beginning was well, Rita says, "Well, what's your boundary?" What the hell is that? Yeah. You know, it helped me when she started she gave us the imagery of a house and that's like your your bedroom is your most intimate sacred place that is between you and your spouse only no one else is allowed past that door got it that's where your not just your your sexual intimacy but that's your like connected conversations your intimate conversations your your things that nobody else knows about yeah your absolute vulnerability now your kitchen is the heart of the home that's where everybody gets to come but not everybody belongs in your kitchen right and she started explaining, you know, your, your kitchen group is like your lifelong best friend who knows you almost as well as your spouse or, you know, a sibling that you're really super close to. Those are your, for me and Quincy, we always call it our top five. I have five people that I would trust to speak into my life. Those people can come in my kitchen. So they have a little bit more of my vulnerability, but not as much as Quincy. My living room is for people who they can come in and they can visit and they're in and out and you know they they're friendships or family members but they're not somebody that's gonna hang out long they're here for a little while and it's like you haven't seen them in six months they come in they visit and you're like oh cool we're right back where we started from and you move on there's no like lingering if we don't talk for six months it's not like I'm gonna freak out my front porch and my front yard well this is a very distinct group these are people that they want to come in, but they just, I just don't have enough there. There's not enough of a connection for me to say, you get my vulnerability. Mm -hmm. These are the people, my kids would tell you, these are the people that mom looks at and goes, yeah, I guess they can come in. But I don't expect me to interact. I have, I really don't interact with this group. And, um, you know, the ones that are across the street and on the curb, those are the people that we've said, pasta, you don't belong here anymore. Mm -hmm. You can sit outside and watch, but you may no longer enter my life. But those boundaries are set. That's just kind of an overall view. I actually have in a notebook somewhere my in-depth personal, like Rita had me for homework. 
who belongs in your kitchen? What are the requirements for the people who belong in your kitchen? What is the relationship connection that you require? And that's kind of where our five and 50 rule came in. These are my 50 people. These are not my fives. My fives are in my living room. So you, it's kind of a long drawn out way to say you need to know who is allowed to speak into you and who is not. And when these people come in to stay, if these are your living room people, this is, it's family. Okay, cool. But if these are your living room people, buddy, don't let them in your kitchen. Mm-hmm. And you need to establish that with your spouse. Look, these are, these are, we don't joke about our marriage. We don't joke about our relationship. We don't joke about the kids with these people. We, there are certain things that we, we keep to our close knit group. These people don't have that access because I don't trust their response to not hurt somebody. I don't yeah. trust um, them to be tactful with my children. You know, it's not because I, I think they're bad people. It's because they're very opinionated, maybe. Or maybe they just, they speak out of turn, and it can be something that's sharp. We have teenagers. Anything you say can be sharp right now. I mean, it, it may also even be that we just don't have that particular rapport, and maybe their life is in shambles, but they're always good about giving people advice or knowing maybe what they Maybe they have a cat do. and a dog, and they want to tell you how to raise teenagers. These are not people that I would say, yeah, tell me how to raise my kid or, hey, I want your advice on my daughter. N- no, yeah. <laughs> the, that's, it's not how this works. Yeah. But if when you're in that situation, I think ultimately if Jill had realized he wasn't trying to attack you or your family, he was trying to protect you. He was trying to make you aware of a situation, but the trust level isn't there because the conversations haven't been had, the hard tops haven't been cleared, and the boundaries haven't been set. Had those things been established, I don't think this would have went the way that it did. Yeah. So all of that to say, you need to have the hard talks, even if it's, I really don't like your brother-in-law, I really don't like this person, this is why, this is what I see, and it might be a contention where, you know, they don't see the same thing you do. And that's fine. We, Quincy and I often have that. He's oblivious when people are checking him out. I am not. I am his wife. That's because <laughs> people don't check me out. You have no clue. Like I said, you don't notice it. We do. Your daughters do. I do. We see it. Freaking fatso at the gym. Uh, all the, Next to all these lean, muscular it's, guys. I'm telling you. Dude, you were over 300 pounds, and I still dug you, and I married you. So it's not what you think. They're not all just looking at what you look like in a mirror. They're watching how you respond. They're watching you interact with our daughter and be playful. There's an attraction there. Trust me. But it's still, all of this is to say the the boundaries need to be established. The communication needs to be established. What happens in your house? What's your foundation? What's your priority? Where is your your spouse's emotions in your priorities? Mm-hmm. Where is your spouse's needs in your priorities? Where are those two things in your foundation? Because they are foundational. It's not just, it's a priority today, but tomorrow I'm going to go back to work and do this. And It can't be. It has to be a daily thing. It has to be something that you are constantly... Eventually, it becomes subconscious, in my opinion, because I, I it's like habitual for me now. Well, it's it, it is probably a factor 
of what I've become. This is not braggadocious. This is just a factor of what and who I've become because I work probably too hard at being intentional about what I do. And if you're intentional in your planning, then your execution can become muscle memory. It's something that's just natural. If there is a physical or emotional threat, I change because I'm going to put myself in the middle of anybody in my family. I change. I'm a pretty nice and easygoing guy. Love to have fun. Just love to be ridiculous until I'm not. And then as as deeply, you know, joyful as I can be, if there's a threat to my family, um, I can be just as just as hardcore the other way. But it has to be calculated. But with that being said, the things that I do and the way that I live my life and how I, you know, prioritize, um, how I do things on purpose for a purpose has translated, in a sense, down to the rest of the family and how we do things, at least from the family structure. Not necessarily to the individuals and how they live their life, but when we look at our family unit, it's like, this is how this is these are our house rules mm-hmm. this is the way we do it and this is why so we're not going to have time in this particular discussion for uh the other example that you have so we can do that at another time uh we can do that in another totally other episode i think it'll be beneficial either way it's a very hard topic to discuss but i'm excited to talk about it um because i've probably been guilty in it not knowing or unknowingly, let's say that. Anyway, we'll be back for that one. But for this, what are your priorities? What are your house rules? Um, do you discuss these things with your spouse, or you just assume they know how you feel about it, even though you've never really talked about it? Or maybe it's been a frustration, um, and you've butted heads over it before, so now you're just going to try to let the scenario play out. Those are not winning principles. Well, and keep in mind, what you think in your mind might be a rule, your spouse may not consider or have ever even thought of. Correct. For you, it could be, I'm putting my foot down. That may not go over very well for you if you haven't had these conversations. (laughs) Well, if uh, go search through our episodes. I don't have them handy here, but uh, she doesn't think like you. And and trust trust me, he doesn't think like you do either. No. those can be different worlds, and you don't know that unless you talk about it. So with that, that is today's episode. I'm looking forward to the emails on this one because I'm interested to see uh, what your feedback is and how we can help you further. If you need to find your Rita, give us an email. At least we can be a neutral third party and help discuss this with you and your spouse. Just give you our take. But like we've said before, we're only as good as the information that's being put in. So we know that there are three sides to every story, yours, hers, and what actually happened. Okay? So with that, she's Jeannie Moran. I'm Quincy Moran, and this is Man vs. Marriage.